Good morning, my friend. I hope you're doing well. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I am so excited to be here with you on Monday morning. You know why? Because it is Mind Change Monday. It's Mind Change Monday. We're going to change our minds about something called your default mode network. We're going to talk about two brain regions, two, two brain networks, rather, that integrate all the different parts of your brain and make it work either for you or against you. And unfortunately, sometimes the default is almost not in your best interest. And we're going to learn how to take charge of our default mode network by understanding how it works, what it is, what it's for, and also to compare it and contrast it with another network called the Task Positive Network. And we're going to do all that in about 30 minutes, and we're going to land on a Tommy Walker song called There is a Rock. There's a good reason for that. We got all this stuff to do. We're going to start with an email from a listener. I'm going to tell you about a couple of exciting things that will help your body and help your brain. I'm going to tell you about a new book that's coming out in January from my friend Susie Larson that I'm so excited about. And we're going to get all that done. And all along the way, we're going to be learning how to become healthier, feel better, and be happier by changing our minds so we can change our life. But before we do any of that, my friend, I have one question for you. Hey, are you ready to change your life? If the answer is yes, there's only one rule. You have to change your mind first. And my friend, there's a place where the neuroscience of how your mind works smashes together with faith and everything starts to make sense. Are you ready to change your life? Well, this is the place, Self-Brain Surgery School. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and this is where we go deep into how we're wired, take control of our thinking, and find real hope. This is where we learn to become healthier, feel better, and be happier. This is where we leave the past behind and transform our minds. This is where we start today. Are you ready? This is your podcast. This is your place. This is your time, my friend. Let's get after it. All right, you ready to get after it? It's Mind Change Monday, and I got an email from a woman named Kathleen, and Kathleen wrote in and just had the most incredible thing to say. It was yesterday that she sent this, and Lisa and I have heard from Kathleen a few times over the years. And if I'm not mistaken, I think you've probably heard her voice on the show and sometimes when I play the speak pipe voicemails. And by the way, if you have something to say about how self-brain surgery is helping you or anything about a message that you think might be encouraging to others about how you've changed your mind, send us a voicemail, speakpipe, S-P-E-A-K, speakpipe, P-I-P-E, dot com, speakpipe.com slash Dr. Lee Warren. And you can leave a voicemail. And if it's appropriate for a particular episode, I'll put it on the podcast. And you may have your voice broadcast all over the world. We've been in 165 countries in the last 30 days, and people are listening and connecting to change their minds and change their lives. Well, Kathleen hit the nail on the head. Here's what she said. Oh, Dr. Warren, here I am, a 69-year-old woman, and for the first time in my life, I am considering the possibility that it's okay to be happy, really, and that this happy can last more than a brief moment, days even. Is that what Scripture means when it says His mercy is new every morning? And that something bad is not going to happen to me now to balance out the happy. And that this is what God wants for me. And that even when bad things happen, the happy can also remain. And all of this and more has just sunk in. I believe it. I embrace it. I can live it. Not like a magic trick, but in the truest, simplest way. Thanks to the things you share and teach sinking in. Thanks to learning to change my mind so I can change my life. Something is really happening here, quietly 
but truly our God is a God of love. Kathleen, amen. Holy smokes, you exactly said it right. God does renew your mind every morning. His mercies are new every morning. And he wants you to have an abundant and, yes, even happy life in spite of the fact that hard things will happen, massive things will happen, things that can knock you off your feet. And you can still have hope and purpose and meaning and maybe even happiness again because it's not a balancing act. It's not a magic trick. It's quantum physics. God created you to be able to live abundantly in spite of a hard life. Thank you so much, Kathleen, for exactly saying it right. You, you perfectly described what God wants for us in this sometimes hard life. Why? Because if you can maintain your resilience, if you can maintain your hope and sense of purpose, you're going to be a light. You're going to be a path for other people to follow so that they will find their way to hope as well. That's why we're here. Glorify God with our lives, progressively become more sanctified, achieve the real hope of resurrection that he has for us, and help other people find their way too. What more could we ask for in a life that means something and matters? How cool is that? <laughs> I just I love it. I love when people really get it. Like you you, you put something out there, you work really hard, you, you believe you're following the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and then people find it and they relate to it and it helps them. And I'm just so encouraged, Kathleen, by your email that self-brain surgery is helping you. And it's because our God is so merciful and kind and he's given us a brain that's designed to heal and get healthier and look for the positive. And we always talk about how we have this baseline negativity and it's true. But I want to present to you today, I think, a new way to look at that and why you actually are not designed for negativity. You do have a baseline pile of negative thoughts and negative reactions that happen, but the design is something far different and far better than that. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. Before we do that, a couple things I want to tell you. Yesterday, I was on Instagram and I saw a story update from our friend Susie Larson, author, radio host, who've been on her show a few times. She's been on my show a couple of times. I'm praying that she'll be again soon. But Susie's got a new book coming out, which is unbelievable because her most recent book just came out a few months ago. Closer Than Your Next Breath, which I've told you is in the running for my top books of 2023, which we'll cover in a podcast later this year, and just a tremendous book. And her her book, Fully Alive, is one of my favorite all-time books on mindset and how to come alive and understand what God's done in your life and how He wants you to live. And she's just great, but I don't understand how somebody can write a book as powerful as Closer Than Your Next Breath, and then turn around six months later and have another one coming out. And so I saw that, and I was like, holy cow, are you kidding me, Susie? You got another book already, because I'm a very notoriously slow writer of books. My first book, my first real book, came out in 2014 in May. And my next book, I've seen the end of you, came out in January of 2020, so almost six years. And then I thought I did a great job <laughs> getting my pace better. And my next book... Hope is the First Dose came out in July of 2023, so three and a half years. So I cut the time almost in half. And my next book, hopefully, Self-Brain Surgery, whatever it ends up being called, will come out in sometime in 2025, so that'll shorten that gap to two years. But I can't even imagine. Like I've always wondered at my friend Max Licato, who writes a book, at least one book every single year. And I've always been amazed at his output and how he does that and how the Holy Spirit just pours out these amazing books through him. And his new one's amazing, by the way, too, which we'll talk about soon. But Susie here has got six months. 
Holy smokes, six months. And so when I saw that she has a book coming out, I went and looked at what's, what it's all about. We haven't talked about it yet. And it's called Waking Up to the Goodness of God, 40 Days Toward Healing and Wholeness. I went to Amazon, pre-ordered it. Of course, pre-ordered the audiobook too because Susie narrates her own audiobooks, and they're amazing. But I was blown away when this happened in the, in the description of Susie's new book. Listen to what it says. For those who have been disappointed when the good life let them down or discouraged by life's struggles, the goodness of God is trustworthy, life-giving, and everlasting. Jesus wants to lead you on a healing path to redeem your story and to make you whole. Now listen to this. Join best-selling author, popular radio host, and Bible teacher Susie Larson on a 40-day pilgrimage to explore God's invitation to flourish, heal, and know His peace in a way that changes us forever. Through this journey, listeners will discover how to—I'm just going to read you the first one—retrain their brains and renew their minds to notice God's goodness and to make that their default setting. You get that? Susie's going to teach you how to retrain your brain and renew your mind to notice God's goodness and to make that your default setting. And I was like, holy cow, are you kidding me? Tomorrow, we're going to talk about the default mode network. And so my plan for the podcast, as I told my newsletter subscribers yesterday, as I told you on Self Brain Surgery Saturday, we're going to talk about the default mode. And the whole purpose of that conversation is to help you understand how you are designed so that God can help you heal, find abundance, find purpose and meaning, and retrain your brain to improve your default setting away from negativity and self-focus and towards connectedness with your creator and the abundance that you're supposed to have. And I love it. I think God does this, if you pay attention, actually, if you pay attention, you'll notice that there seems to be lots of books and lots of conversation around similar topics frequently in life. Like there's things show up, especially in the Christian world. Things show up over and over. And I think that's because the Holy Spirit is trying to get our attention. And he uses all kinds of different people in different ways to hit the same message to try to bring us into awareness of what he wants us to know and over time that we collectively get closer and closer and closer to the way he wants us to live, okay? And so here you have Susie Larson who's writing a book to help you retrain your brain and renew your mind to notice God's goodness and to make that your default setting. And at the same time, I'm coming at you to help you understand the neural network in your brain called the default mode and how to help train your default mode network to become more resilient, and more generally generally focused away from self and towards connectedness and outside of yourself observation rather than being the subject of all these thoughts that you have bouncing around your head all the time. And I think that's clearly evidence that the Holy Spirit wants you to get this, friend. He wants you to get it, whether it's from your friend, the self, the brain surgeon on the internet, or it's your friend Susie Larson, or it's somebody else. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for you to get the message that God is just yelling out through the universe. He's saying, be still and know that I am God. Cease striving and let me teach you how to operate this incredible brain that I've given you. Remember on Saturday, we talked about how you could have a computer that just had a dumb hard drive and whatever it was programmed to do, that would be the only thing it could do. It was an accounting computer. It was a whatever computer designed for one thing, and that's all you could do with it. And it would be a great tool And maybe you could use it and become a little bit more efficient or a little bit more abundant or a little bit maybe 10% happier because you use that computer and you've figured out a hack to, to make your life a little bit better. But you could also add an external USB drive or some way to put new data into that computer 
new programs and new software, and you could make the computer a whole lot more, significantly more useful to you if you could add additional capability to it. And that's why some people can go beyond being just 10% happier. They can learn how to operate their minds at a pretty high level, and they can become significantly happier. And we talked on Saturday about Dawson Church and his incredible book, Bliss Brain. And it's just this amazing look at how our brains are designed and how all the networks in our brain work and how we can use them to our advantage and improve our lives significantly. But then he, in my opinion, kind of falls off the cliff because he attributes it all to just an accident of evolution and how if you just understand how your brain has evolved, then you can operate it more efficient, efficiently and you can be happier, right? But I think the, the power of a computer is when you connect it to the Internet. Because once you connect it to the internet, then it has an infinite amount of possibility of serving you. You can teach it new things. You can have it run new programs. You can find information about anything all the time. You can communicate with somebody instantly across the world. Once you're connected to the internet, you can really be almost infinitely more capable, right? And that's what I think God designed our minds to be. Our minds are the interface between our creator and our life, our creator and other people, our creator in the universe and the world around us, and connecting ourselves to that Wi-Fi network that communicates with the Holy Spirit, if you will, is how we really then can become almost infinitely resilient and able to handle whatever comes along in our life. It's powerful. Okay? So what I want to give you today is just a look at this little important area of your brain, this important network in your brain, called the default mode network. And before we do that, I've told you recently, we had a couple of episodes about gut health and immune modulation and all the different ways that your brain and your gut interact with one another, and hopefully we'll have more opportunity to do that in the future. As we're talking, I am drinking a green drink, and this green drink is a little concoction that Lisa made for me, and it contains a number of things. Athletic greens, which is a, a powder that you can put in your water and shake it up, and it's got all the vitamins and minerals and nutrients and probiotics and prebiotics and all that stuff in it that's really powerful. I am not a, an affiliate of athletic greens so i'm just telling you it helps me feel better i use it every day it helps me get stronger it helps me get my gut health in order and i use athletic greens all the time you can check that out if you want to i don't get paid for you using athletic greens there are two products that i put in my athletic greens every day one is from peak p-i-q-u-e there is a link in the show notes and it will pay us a little commission if you use peak but i use peak because it supports brain health immune health skin hair and nails support. Lisa uses it for that purpose. And it just makes you feel better because you're putting good stuff into your gut. And remember, I've told you before that your gut is the USB drive of how you get stuff into your body. If you're, if you imagine that when you, when thoughts become things, it happens because proteins get transcribed from genes that get turned on and off and DNA that gets transcribed or not. And proteins are the things that thoughts create. Well, proteins are built out of amino acids, and amino acids come from the things that you eat. And so if you put good things in your gut, you're going to get good things into your brain. If you put bad things into your gut, you're going to get bad things into your brain. You can't build a good house with bad materials. That's why I put peak in my gut. It supports me, helps me feel better, and I use it, and I mix it up in my athletic greens. The other one is called Armra, and it's a colostrum product. Colostrum lines the gut and protects you from harmful things getting in there. We'll keep viruses and bacteria and the wrong kinds of things. Remember I told you about papers that I wrote in the past that have to do with 
how bacteria in your gut can get chopped up and presented to your body as antigens and you can create antibodies to them that can turn into arthritis and all kinds of other things like ankylosing spondylitis. And we know now that some of the things that get into your body through your gut can turn out to be the triggers that create lupus and rheumatoid arthritis and ulcerative colitis and anterior uveitis and ankylosing spondylitis and all these itises that can afflict us. It all starts in the gut. So I put armor colostrum and peak in my athletic greens. That's what I'm drinking right now as we talk. So it's a little commercial, but there are links in the show notes. And if you want to feel better and give your body some better fuel, those are some good products that you can use. And it helps us support the podcast. Okay, that's enough about that. Why do I tell you about that stuff? Because I want you to understand that your brain is constantly building. Your brain is constantly growing and changing and chopping up proteins and removing things that aren't being used and adding things that are being used. And all of that energy has to have a supply of good things, and it has to block out bad things. And that's why I use those products. Okay, let's talk about the default mode. Now, I made the joke about Depeche Mode, the 80s band, uh, the other day. And I just I said that because I want you to remember, you have a default mode. You have a network in your brain that is working and operating all the time. It's constantly in action. This came about because it was discovered by a neuroscientist who was looking at the brain energy consumption, and they realized that, in fact, his name is Marcus Reichel. He worked at the Washington University in St. Louis in the mid-90s, and Reichel's work was looking at energy consumption in the brain using functional imaging called PET scanning, positron emission tomography. And they were looking at how the brain's baseline metabolic activity doesn't really change when you're not actively thinking about something. The theory was when they started doing this research that your brain uses a certain amount of energy, like your car on idle, right? Like you turn the car on and the engine's running, and then when you push the gas, the energy consumption goes way up and you can operate your car at a higher RPM level and drive around, right? Well, everybody thought that's what happened in the brain, that when you were thinking, you would use more energy, and when you were resting, you wouldn't. But what they actually found was quite surprising, okay? What they found is that there is a default baseline metabolic activity in your brain that even when you're not actively thinking about something, the energy consumption in your brain basically stays the same. It's within 5% when you're active and when you're not active. Your brain operates at about the same level of power all the time. And the reason for that is that there's a default mode network. It kicks in when you're not actively engaged in something. And the flip side of that is there's a, there's a region, a set of brain regions that are connected called the task positive network. And these are areas like the parietal lobe and the lateral prefrontal cortex that work when you're actively thinking about something like working memory, cognitive awareness, and attention. And when you're busy and thinking about something or solving a problem or working or doing something actively, the task positive network is engaged. And it's out there grabbing different brain regions and calling on different areas to do different things. But when you rest, your brain doesn't rest. A different network lights up. A different set of regions in the brain that we now call the default mode still consume about 20% of your body's energy, even though you're resting. Okay, And it only varies about 5% between really active and resting. So your brain is busy like a car engine that keeps revving even when it's in neutral, okay? Your brain's always doing something. So here's the deal. And Dawson Church writes about this very well in his book, Bliss Brain. He says, 
It turns out that when you're doing nothing, your brain is not inert. It's highly active, but it's running on autopilot with a set of regions called the default mode network. This is what your brain defaults to when it's not engaged in a task like creating a spreadsheet or kicking a soccer ball or playing chess. When you're mentally at rest, your task positive network shuts down while your default mode network, the DMN, kicks in, keeping your brain running at a high RPM even though it's not doing any specific task. Now, Reichel discovered that there's all kinds of areas like the posterior cingulate cortex, which is kind of in the middle of the back of your brain. It's linked to the limbic system, which is all obviously super important in memory and emotional processing. The precuneus, is, that's part of your parietal lobe. It's also involved in memory. And all of these areas light up when you're not doing something active. And they all calm down when the task positive network kicks in. And so Rackle looked at a whole bunch of brains and a bunch of previous studies that figured out that there's this default mode running. It's like the dark energy in the background of your brain when you're not actively engaged in something. And that's the default mode network. Okay? Everything lights up. Reichel said it hadn't occurred to anybody that the brain is actually just as busy when we relax as when we focus on difficult tasks. When we relax, the DMN is the most active area of the brain. Now, Buddha and meditators and Eastern mysticists have talked about something they call the monkey mind. And this is the idea that when you try to relax and calm yourself down, you find your thoughts going all over the place, right? Like the way monkeys jump around from tree to tree. They never sit still. Why does your brain work that way? Well, Reichel says maybe that's how you keep your brain organized. You've got all kinds of things running around trying to connect different things and organize your brain in a way to keep things ready for action when you go into action, okay? It actually gets deeper than that, though. Your default mode is actually focusing constantly, not on what you're doing currently, because you're not doing anything currently when the default mode kicks in, but rather it, it looks back in the past and drudges up all those old memories and all the old mistakes and all the old problems and all the old ways that people have hurt you. It has a a dizzying amount of connections to areas that focus on me, I, me, mine. It's the me show. The default mode network gets you into this place where you're thinking about stuff that's happened in the past and you're projecting into the future things that might happen. And it's basically worry time. Okay. Now you just admit it to yourself if you don't like me saying it, but when you're relaxed and when your thoughts are not directly specifically focused on something, don't you find yourself generally thinking, I'm so nervous about that test I've got to take tomorrow. I'm so worried about what my brother's going to say when we get together for Thanksgiving. He's going to dredge up that thing again and everybody's going to blame me for that problem that we had when I was five. And you go down these paths from the past to the future, the precuneus contributes to this self-referential focus and this episodic memory. The default mode is all about the past and the future. It involves an area called the insula, which we've talked about before. And the insula is interesting because it's got some specialized neurons that don't show up anywhere else in the nervous system called von Economo neurons. And this area, the insula, is important because it integrates memory and attaches emotion to it. You don't just think negative thoughts when you're in default mode. But the insula pulls in emotion attaches to them too, attached to them too. We talked about the psychobiology of old memories before. When you remember something from the past, you don't just replay a slideshow. 
you also trigger the emotions associated with that. And you even evolve and change them and you add in new emotional feelings based on how you are now and what you know now and what you believe now and what your life looks like now. And you attach those emotions to the old memories so that when they get stored again, the next time you trigger them, they feel like they felt just now to you. And that's why it's not really wise or healthy to ruminate on old memories because you don't actually get to be in the past. Your brain makes you think you're in the past, but you're really in the present. So you're making the old memory more like what would it what it would be if you had all the insight and knowledge and ability that you have now. And it's not a fair fight. We've talked about that before. The DMN, the default mode network, recruits the insula, integrates all this, adds emotion to it, and basically... It's not a fair fight, okay? You find yourself wandering in misery and ruminating about something that you can't even really compare because you're comparing it to what you are now. So you feel those things emotionally. Now you've got, you're trying to be relaxed and you're trying to calm down and your default mode is basically taking your frontal lobe hostage so the CEO, the, the executive function of your brain is now following along with this emotional mire, quagmire that you're in. And the insula is like firing all these slights and insults and disappointments that you've had in your past and you project them into the future and it's always going to feel this way and I can't, I can't really look forward to anything being better than it has been and why would I even try? That's, my friend, what the default mode network does. And Dawson Church, Dawson Church made a really stunning observation, I thought. The default mode network, DMN, sounds a lot like the word demon, And the demon is out there robbing you of inner peace that you're seeking when you're trying to relax and calm down. Now, I think it's hilarious that somebody that doesn't believe in heaven or hell or God or Satan recognized that this activity of our default mode network sounds and feels a whole lot like demonic activity. And I would tell you, I think you're in a spiritual battle for the state of your soul. I think you're in a spiritual battle for your abundance and your peace and your happiness. And I think that's exactly what happened to Jesus when he was tempted on the mountain by, or in the wilderness by the devil. What did the devil do? He tried to tempt him with things he didn't have or could have. You see that? He doesn't if he can't get you by making you focus on things that you don't have or things that you've lost or any of that, if you're in a better place than that and he can't get you wandering down this rabbit hole of thinking about things you've lost, then he may dangle things that seem good in front of you. Like, well, maybe, you know, it would be so great if these people weren't such jerks, then maybe you'd be able to get that promotion or maybe you'd be able to have all this power. Maybe people should finally start paying attention to you. You start hearing those kinds of thoughts in your head, right? Nobody ever pays attention to me. Everybody always overlooks me. All that kind of stuff. That's the demon. That's the default mode network. This is obviously going to have to be a multi-part podcast. We're going to have to do default mode a few times to, to really get all of this. But today I'm just trying to get you into one thing to understand. What you're doing, remember one of our principles of self-brain surgery, one of our principles of self-brain surgery is what you're doing, you're getting better at. So that means that every moment when you're not actually focused on something with your task positive network, you're allowing your default mode network to run. Every moment, you're either getting better at being self-directed and thinking about yourself and running the me show, or you're getting better at learning how to operate your brain where it's not all focused on those things. And I'm just here to tell you that if you want to become healthier and feel better and be happier, you need to train your default mode 
to allow God to operate it through you and with you in a healthier way. Now, let's just let's just smash some scripture in there, okay? Why would God give us? Lisa and I had a long talk about this the other day, and we did a whole episode about a listener's email where he wrote in and said, "Why am my brain? Why is my brain so negative? If God wants me to be positive, if God wants me to be happy, why is my brain so unhappy?" Here's the answer: God gave us a default mode. Whether even if we didn't believe Him or follow Him or pursue Him, that our brain would help us stay alive and have an opportunity to find truth and find peace and find happiness down the road. God did that. He created a brain that will help us to stay alive. And the purpose of the default mode at its baseline is to scan the past for things that have hurt us and to scan the future for things that might harm us and try to find a a navigatable path to avoid things that might take us out or kill us. Okay, that's basically it. That's why you don't have to think twice about not touching a hot stove because you hardwired the first time you burned your hand on a hard stove when you're on a hot stove when you were a kid, you hardwired a set of reflexes to pull your hand away that you don't even have to think about, a set of emotional triggers that you know that thing is going to hurt you, and you hardwired that. Why? Because your default mode synaptically connected all these areas of your brain and your motor system to know that you're going to get hurt if you do that again. And then to project into the future, hey, I'm going to keep, make sure that I don't go around putting my hand on hot stoves, okay? That is a baseline protective mechanism. God gave you that to protect you. Even if you don't trust Him and let Him operate with you in a way that helps you point your life towards Him and help other people avoid the misery of not knowing him in their life. Why? Because he loves you. Listen, check out what Matthew five forty four through 46 says. Jesus says, but I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven, for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. God loves all of his children, everyone he's created. He created them with a brain and an opportunity to seek him and find him. Paul talked about that in Acts 17. In Acts 17, 26, from one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. For in him we live and move and have our being. Listen, God gave everybody a brain with the default mode network to help keep them alive and keep them in the fight so that maybe someday they could seek him and perhaps find him. He loves them. Remember, Paul said our battle is not against flesh and blood. You're not, you're not in a fight against other people. You're in a spiritual war. And that spiritual war is against the demon. And the demon sometimes shows up in your default mode network. So don't forget that God gave you that brain, not so you would be negative, but because he loves you. And he gave you sunlight and on both the evil and the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. And he gave us all brains and minds. And it's a shame, I think, when people live their lives and they look at this incredible brain that they have and they don't understand why they have it and who made it for them and how they could operate it in a way to help them almost infinitely become healthier and feel better and be happier. Because God, my friend, did not give you a spirit of fear. His, your default mode was not designed to make you afraid or make you focus on the me show all the time. Second Timothy 1, 6 through 8 says this, Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, 
but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We talk about the first part a lot. God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Don't be afraid. God gave you a spirit of power, but finish it. He gave you a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Friend, what you're doing, you're getting better at. So if you learn to train your default mode, to zoom out of the making yourself the subject of all those negative thoughts and rather look at your life objectively and say, hey, why am I here? God put me here. Why am I here in this time, in this place? Well, because he, want me to, he wanted me to seek him and perhaps find him. He wanted me to influence other people. He wanted me to help people understand that he didn't give them a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of a sound mind. He wanted me to train my default mode network. He wanted me to become healthier and feel better and be happier. He wanted me to get out of my own headspace and enter into a communication with the great physician. See, when you learn how to not do what Eastern meditation says, not just stop the noise so you can get your thoughts under control and and think about them and respond better and just be a little happier or operate more efficiently or any of those things, but what God says is, be still, cease striving, and know that I am God and hear my voice. When, when Christians meditate, when Christians calm their minds, it's not because they're trying to achieve silence. It's because we're trying to learn to hear our great physician. I'm, I'm just stunned. I'm dumbfounded that it took me 54 years to finally understand why all this interest that I had in science and the brain and all these things and all this career that I've had of fixing broken bodies and damaged brains and ruptured discs and all that, why it took me so long to understand my calling and my specific calling and my purpose in this world. And I hope you listened to the episode last week with the incredible Drew Dick and we talked about that. My purpose is to help people understand what's hurting them and how to figure out how to stop hurting so much so that they become healthier and feel better and be happier. That's my purpose. And I can do that as a neurosurgeon and I can do it as a writer and I can do it as a pop to my grandkids and I can do it as a husband to my wife and to a dad to my kids. And I can do it as a podcaster for you. I can help you see that your default mode network can be trained to become healthier and feel better and be happier. And if I can't get you there, if you can't hear it from me, then go read Susie Larson's new book and let her retrain your brain and renew your mind to notice God's goodness and to make that your default setting. Susie's new book is going to help your default mode get better, okay? You weren't given a spirit of fear, my friend. You were given a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. That's why. There's an incredible book by Sharon Durkix, who's a scientist from England, called Am I Just My Brain? We're going to have her on the show in a few weeks. And she's going to help us understand that you're not just a pile of neurons. You're not just a sack of of neurons and synapses, but you are created fearfully and wonderfully by Almighty God for a purpose. And it's because He wants you to learn how to help other people find their purpose and meaning in their life too. And you can go read Carolyn Leaf, and she's an amazing psychologist who's written and done tons of research about why your brain is designed for positivity and designed for healing and health and all of that. And you can take that Psalm 4610, be still and know that I'm God, and you can direct even what happens in your mind when you're at rest 
to come under his control, to take captive every thought, direct your rest by introspection, self-reflection, and prayer, Carolyn says, when you capture your thoughts, when you memorize and quote scripture, when you develop your mind intellectually, that's how you enhance your default mode network to improve brain function and mental, physical, and spiritual health. Everybody's writing about this. Why? God's calling all of us, smart people, writers, pastors, radio hosts, authors, neurosurgeons, neuropsychologists. God is putting this message on lots of our hearts. Why? Because you, my friend, are fearfully and wonderfully made, and God does want does not want you to hear the voice of the demon all the time. He wants your default mode networked to become healthier and feel better and be happier. He wants you to recognize that you were not given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He wants you to know that there is absolute truth and our culture is telling us that truth is relative and it's just all about whatever you feel and you should follow your feelings and give and trust your heart. And God says, no, there is a rock. There is a solid rock. There is a real truth. There is a way and a life and a truth in its name, his name, is Jesus. And that's how you can retrain your default mode. My friend Tommy Walker years ago had an album called There is a Rock. I'm training for a half marathon the other day and I put on Tommy Walker and I listened to three of his old albums in a row while I was running the Make It Glorious and Never Gonna Stop and There is a Rock. And in this the album There is a Rock, the title track is a song called There is a Rock. And I had this mental image as I'm listening to Tommy and his incredible band saying there is a rock, there's a rock you can build your life upon, there's a solid hope, there's a real truth. And I'm listening to that and this, the music is up-tempo and it's really powerful. And I thought, man, if King David had an iPod or iTunes account, and he was listening to music when he worshiped before the Lord so mightily, the Bible tells us that his tunic came off and his wife made fun of him and gave him a hard time because he danced so hard that he lost his clothing. I thought if David had iTunes, he was probably listening to Tommy's song, There is a Rock, when he danced that hard because that's the kind of worship that this song puts you in the mood, in the mood for and get your spirit just so turned up that you would dance so hard that your shirt might fall off. And I'm, I'm not advocating that, but I just had that thought as I was running, man, this song is powerful. And I'm going to give it to you now because I want you to give yourself, as we talked about in Hope is the First Dose, the way you find hope is memory and movement. You train your default mode to remember good things and move towards true things. Instead of ruminating about the me show and the I, me, mine and the hurts of the past and the worries of the future, you train your default mode to know there is a rock. There is a solid rock that you can build your life upon. We're going to let Tommy take us out. And friend, you can't change your mind until you change your life. And the default mode network is going to help you. If you can get that thing under your control, under the control of your creator, then you can really redesign the baseline of what happens when you're not fully engaged in thinking, and that's where you be still and know that he is God because there is a rock. And the good news about all that, my friend, is that you can start today. Your awesome power has been saved 
The nations are searching For something that's absolutely true So we now declare it Jesus on Hey, thanks for listening. The Dr. Lee Warren podcast is brought to you by my brand new book, Hope is the First Dose. It's a treatment plan 
for recovering from trauma, tragedy, and other massive things. It's available everywhere books are sold, and I narrated the audiobooks. Hey, the theme music for the show is Get Up by my friend Tommy Walker, available for free at TommyWalkerMinistries.org. They are supplying worship resources for worshipers all over the world to worship the Most High God. And if you're interested in learning more, check out TommyWalkerMinistries.org. If you need prayer, go to the prayer wall at WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, WLeeWarrenMD.com slash prayer, and go to my website and sign up for the newsletter, Self Brain Surgery, every Sunday since 2014, helping people in all 50 states and 60-plus countries around the world. I'm Dr. Lee Warren, and I'll talk to you soon. Remember, friend, you can't change your life until you change your mind. And the good news is you can start today.